0: This podcast is a Wing production.
1: Hey gang, Hamid here. Uh, Just want to drop in a quick plug for the Southern Fry Gaming Expo, happening July 12th through the 14th. Guys, most of you probably already know what this is, but those of you who don't, it is a huge three-day con that focuses on gaming, uh, video games and, and tabletop gaming. Um... There are so many different events and panels to see. There's there's a, a film festival element of it and, and, and movie screenings. There are guest speakers. There are video game tournaments um, and and just so much stuff. And this year we're going to be doing a live Let's Make a Podcast recording uh, on Saturday at 8 p.m. That's Saturday, July 13th. Uh, yeah, from, on stage from the Southern Friday Gaming Expo. We're going to be doing a live episode. Uh, that's our podcast where we celebrate all things podcasting and we have guests on to pitch podcast ideas and we kind of run through pilot episodes of a podcast, uh, idea. So it should be a, a lot of fun and we'd love to see you guys there. Um, but yeah, you can buy a three day pass. You can buy a one day pass. Uh, you can come check it out just for the podcast recorder or see all the different events. Um, to see the full schedule, you can go to Southern Friday game room expo.com or just Google Southern Fried Gaming Expo, and you can get all the info, pricing, and 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 see this huge schedule. I'm um, mm-hmm. looking at it now, and it's uh, definitely going to get you guys excited if you if you take a look at that. There's uh, something for everything, everyone here. Um, but most importantly, there's a lot of let's make a podcast episode. So come watch that and uh, support us. Um, yeah, that's July 12th through the, the the 14th. Hopefully, we'll see you guys there. Now back to the show! Rockus Marcus.
2: Rockus Marcus. My good, my God! My
0: good, my God!
2: Okay, save it. We're gonna talk about all this. Go yeah.
3: ahead. Use the recording. You can edit it in. <laughs> no, I can't. Just, just start your <laughs> intro like a normal person. My intro? No, God. <laughs> yeah, no. You
2: you introduced this one. <laughs>
3: um, here we are with <laughs> oh my God, my Stop. high school iPhone. <laughs> This is just a bunch of sludge. I have to cut around. No,
1: keep it. No, I don't think I can.
3: <clears throat> You're not going to be one of those guys that cuts all the good stuff, are you? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if we don't go for two hours, I can keep everything in. Yeah,
2: we're we're off to a great start. <laughs> but yeah, at
1: least we got to get an intro out first. I mean, then we can do. A- we can talk about
2: whatever. You. This can, is
3: my high school iPod. You
2: can, no, let Jay do <laughs> the intro. all right what's up everybody welcome to another episode of my high school ipod the show where each week we invite a guest on to share some of the music that they listen to in high school we listen to it we talk about it we get into it um are you there ipod it's me high school have i said that one yet I don't know. They all are starting to
3: <laughs> mesh together as different versions of... When you say that one, what do you mean? David, please wait until <laughs> <to> you're <be> introduced. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you've listened to this podcast you, before. You just told us you did. I don't think I was there for all the f- the rules. No. Well, they all start the same. I know, but like, can't you all right, change it up, up a little bit? Just Jesus. shut up. <laughs> Jay,
1: before you introduce the
2: guest, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even introduced myself.
3: There's a lot of, like, a big hierarchy on this iPod. Oh, yeah. God. You
2: notice he sits in the nice chair, don't you? Go on, your highness. <laughs> I'm just trying to,
3: I'm the one who has to edit this later. Why so. doesn't Jay have the nice chair? This is his podcast.
2: Thank you. Also my podcast. Thank but. you, guest who we don't know yet. <laughs> uh, right. I am your host <laughs> in an uncomfortable chair, Jay Howell. <laughs> Still unsure of how to begin episodes of podcasts, although everything well, we this just isn't it for everything sure. we just said probably <laughs> is the best we've done so far. <laughs> uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co host, my producer, my confidant, my emergency contact. Ooh, really? Yeah, Thanks. I meant to tell you that. Oh before, that's cool. but uh <laughs> Mohamed Joma. Hey buddy. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, I, I love that your dogs are usually they're upstairs. They oh, are. They're, they're down here. I and feel like
1: they're annoying, but no. they're, I know they're good dogs. I,
2: they got a good energy going, and yeah. me and Stan we're running. We're running this ship. Yeah, we're steering this ship. He's like a therapy dog for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> just petting him while you talk. He also matches the color of my shorts. Oh, so mine kinda too. We're kind of all matching a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. Um, before you introduce the guest, quick segment. Okay, you have seven seconds Okay, well that's not <laughs> uh, uh, I guess uh, Listen, I'm going to guess what it is But I'm not going to say it It's but, Miley News Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Miley News
2: I have to There's so much
1: news right now and I There's realize, one thing No, 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 there's a lot And I realize how dated this is by the time this comes out Like even last week we talked about her new album um, I have listened to the
2: new album We'll talk about that later How many Miley's do you give it? Uh, Out of how many Miley's? <laughs> Five. <laughs> uh, I'd probably give it
1: three and a half Miley's. So there's a couple songs on there that I think, it's only six songs, it's an EP, there's a couple songs on there that I think are so good. And it's hard to rate as a fan, but I do feel like I I would be less likely to show, I really like it, but I think it's a little less defensible as some of her other stuff, you know what I mean? It gotcha. doesn't really support my, she has some cringy moments on it. Um, but that being said, so you know, she got groped by a fan. I did not know that. She got she, her hair was pulled, and a fan like grabbed her and laid a uh, kiss on her, like while she was walking to her car with uh, with uh,
2: Liam Hemsworth, her husband. Why didn't he protect her? <laughs> he was a little bit out in front of her.
1: Uh, I would have loved to be. Like, why just was he walking in front of her? Well, there were like a big crowd of people. that were uh, kind of <laughs> walking through to get to their car. Well, that's but sad. there's that, and then there's also the Black Mirror episodes out now. Uh-huh. I haven't watched it yet, but. It is the worst reviewed episode of Black Mirror oh, of no. all time.
2: So that's Miley News. Miley News. I think you're coming around on that segment. Um, yeah, I, it's this thing where... I've heard a lot of
1: people say it's their favorite segment. That's all I'm saying. I
2: think you're lying. No. <laughs> uh, Luke Tanner told me that. And Brad Reinhart. The, the two people guests. that listen to this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess it's a good segment. Uh, well, let's introduce our guest. Yeah, baby. Uh, I'm very excited to have our guest on. Uh, we've been kind of talking uh, while we got all the mics and everything set up. And uh, I honestly, I have no idea what to expect uh, from from what's going to happen from here on out. Uh, our guest is a, a friend of ours uh, from high school that I met Basically, the exact same time that uh, I met you, Muhammad, and we oh, cool. started becoming friends. And uh, the three of us were in a graphic arts class That's together. That's right, yeah. Uh, we learned nothing. Uh, oh, wait, I forgot to play the intro song. I know what a pika is. We, had <laughs> we learned nothing. We had a lot of fun. And uh, I think I got a B or a C in the class, but I gained two good friends out of it. So in my mind, I got an A+. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, David Marsh.
3: Thank you. Do you know what this is? Yeah.
1: Because I should have let it kick in no, a little bit.
3: I got it. Wait a second. Oh my gosh, it's Dirty Harry. It's the
1: theme from Dirty Harry.
3: <laughs> this is, uh, this, like when Scorpio's setting up. Yeah. Nice choice.
1: Thank you. Nice choice. You Why
3: it? am I being associated with Scorpio? I mean, it's, this Dirty is Harry. just the
1: theme of Dirty Harry. It kind of is the... Okay. over for them. Right. But yeah.
3: Well, I, I mean, Lalo Schifrin, awesome composer. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I thought that would be a good one. <laughs> hey, David.
3: Hey, how's it going? Going great, man. Um, we did a whole lot of talking before we actually got into this. and yes. I, I was wondering if you wanted me to tell you whether or not I liked the Miley segment.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you like it?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad
1: you hesitated for a second.
3: But I was trying to think of like how harsh I wanted to be because I know you seem passionate about it, and it's, it's, I, I would I would say to you, Muhammad, sir, it, you know when you mentioned that like Luke said he liked it. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him about it, but I know he said it on Facebook. You may have the difficult task of distinguishing whether or not he was being sarcastic.
1: Look, I'm going to take it at face value, okay. and I'm going to roll At Facebook with it. value. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I do it for me more than anybody.
3: <laughs> I agree.
1: <laughs> uh. I think that's
3: probably correct. <laughs> uh.
2: um, but yeah, we 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 all met in in graphic arts. Um, we, which in hindsight, because like there are times now where. I'll have something where I'll be like, man, it'd be really cool if I knew how to use Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> which we learned in that class. We,
3: yeah. we used it spectacularly in that class. Yeah, if you remember and I correctly. didn't
2: retain any of that. <laughs> I and didn't now either. I have no. Uh, it's, I didn't and it's either.
3: so
1: much of what I do today. I think <laughs> is I working told, with Adobe
3: Suite products. I think I told my wife one time. I was like, don't worry. I've had a graphic arts class <laughs> right. in high school. <laughs> yeah. I can do what this thing you're talking about. I had to learn basically all that over again. Like, how do I, I use college, the wand. Like from the ground up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that was, that was fun. He, actually, Mr. Jorns, who is one of the teachers of that graphics arts class, mm. taught at the college I went to, <laughs> but he had already retired when I went there. So, like, a few years later, I, I, I went and some of the kids knew him and they were like, he was the most brilliant teacher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like man. he taught me so much and and like us as high school kids just like shat all over him uh, and paid no uh, attention and like he was a revered instructor. <laughs> he, he
3: he was probably brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but to a high school audience, <laughs> he was just mm, a <laughs> he might have needed to, you know, go a little more lowbrow.
2: Right. Right. Well, because, and also, we had more important things to talk about, like, Kill Bill or whatever. In general,
3: when, uh, when you're taking uh, equilibrium, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how many times did we see Equilibrium, Mohammed?
1: Uh, seven times in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. Oh, this <laughs> couldn't get enough of. That's
3: so terrible. Gun that means I've up. seen that movie more than any other movie in <laughs> and, the theater.
1: I showed it to my wife like when we first started dating, so like maybe five or six years ago. Did you?
3: And you said it held up, right?
1: <laughs> no, it
2: does not hold
3: up at all.
2: His and I face, was so Dick's face is on the ground off, at yeah, the end like, of.
3: This. <laughs> like how all faces do if you cut them off and just slide off your your head. We don't know how sharp that sword was.
1: <laughs> I got so excited to show it to, to Sam. Who I was like, wait until you see this movie. It is so good. I love it so much. It's like deep and thoughtful, but it has awesome action. And then like 15 minutes into that movie, I was like, oh no. Yeah. I've made a mistake.
3: Well, I... <laughs> I don't know how to explain that phenomenon because we did see it seven times in the theater. Well, we really enjoyed it. We we're pretty passionate about it. Don't
2: get me wrong; it's just each like each other up about it. Like, yeah. You like maybe <laughs> if like one of you had liked it and the other one was like, eh, I didn't really like it, but the fact that you both liked it I, I was know. like, oh shit! Well, yeah, well, yeah we both great. liked
3: it. Is the thing. I,
1: yeah. I'll tell you why. I think I would still like it today if I saw it for the first time just because like I like it does swing for the fences it is a insane crazy movie is
3: a interesting like addition to action cinema
1: yeah I think like even then we probably knew a little bit that like oh we're enjoying this in a fun kind of roller coaster type way but we were very serious about how we enjoyed it but you know what I mean? Like, it's still, like, I'm sure say, it was just, like, we didn't think it was, like...
3: You weren't incredibly suggestible, is it? <laughs> I still am. Like, I tried to convince you the movie Basic was good, and you wouldn't, weren't having I fucking it. hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't hate
1: a lot. Oh, there's a few movies I hate, but that's one of them. Yeah.
3: But, um, yeah, this is the kind of discussion we would have in graphic arts class in high yeah, school. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And movie. Jay liked Kung Pao, so... Oh, oh I did, true.
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I was thinking about it recently, and I was like... I feel like it's a problematic movie now. On <laughs> <Well, it, laughs> a lot of in, different in levels. In what way?
3: The fact that Odakirk is the least funny part of it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I was just thinking <laughs> That's in terms
1: whole of... Thing. Even in high school, that movie, I, I remember being like, this movie's great, except go, for the scenes with like the with, main character. Why don't
3: you just go full Shaw Brothers dub session? Yeah,
1: like... Uh, <laughs> What's that Woody Allen movie? That's not problematic, is it?
3: I was, <laughs>
2: I was Same thinking more in terms of like the whole premise of that movie is him, a white dude, yeah, like doing. Wait a second, like, let,
3: let me stop you. You said premise. We're talking about kung pow.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. But I'm, I'm saying like well, the premise is that his tongue is an alien. Yes, that he's helping,
3: but he's he's doing Somehow. like I think I forgot about that. Yeah,
2: he's doing like bad like. Asian accents and like very like yeah. A lot of the humor in that movie is based on the fact that he's like doing bad impressions,
3: he's doing of stereotypical types. Right. But he's not
1: really either. It's not like Betty sounds. Asian at all. It's not like he's even giving him an Asian What's accent. What's the other one? Like does it Wimplow? Help? Wimplow still also not really sounds like an Asian accent. He dunks like this. It's me Wimplow. <laughs>
3: does, does it help? You know what
1: I mean? Like It's not like he's making <laughs> them sound like broken English. That's actually true. English. I don't think he has used None any them accents maybe in of movie. I'm not remembering it, The most maybe is the older guy but even him he just dunks like this. Yeah. I would, like I would say that the movie yeah. I can't
3: remember the <laughs> specific movie that yes, is. Yes yes. Wait are the Ninja, Ninja Turtles like
1: problematic?
3: The <laughs> movie they're dubbing over though. It's like yeah, that's a couple. I think if, a couple movies. That's starring, probably like, the, the most problematic guy. part of the whole thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like that movie's not exactly doing a service there.
2: So yeah, I I actually I thought this was. Probably what was going to happen, uh, because uh, David, you're very much into movies. You're very much into film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were from the day that I met you, and uh, I always kind of knew you. Yeah, it's like a, a movie guy, a guy that you could talk to about uh, any any film. You you had an opinion. You'd seen it. You had ideas about what was good and what was not good uh, mm-hmm. to you. And um, in a similar way that I would talk like music with a lot of my friends. But like I feel like you and I didn't talk much music. Yeah. Um. And so that's another like a reason that I'm excited to have you on um, to to kind of cause I feel like I was the one that was always talking about music, and you had the foresight to be like, "This isn't great. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I, thought, gonna, yeah. I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna like. Uh, you, you thought this a lot band. of the music
1: that people listened to in
3: high school was bad. <laughs> I did. I did.
2: <laughs> you tried to warn us. Well. It, <laughs>
3: yeah and that's funny listening to y'all's podcast so many people coming to the realization that the all the hours spent yeah (laughs) well so i wasn't a sophisticated uh music aficionado the way that that i would say you know by comparison to me jay's obviously one muhammad's pretty sophisticated. I
1: think you were, too, though, even in high school. Not in Not. I mean, you listen to a, a lot same, of
3: music. I listened to a lot of music, but not... You just weren't really searching out. The way I took in movies, yeah. not the same way I did music. Right, Music was just not. around.
1: Probably still not to this day, though. Still, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more in decided touch. on what kind of things I like. Okay. Um, but in high school, I felt like I was much more liable to go with something that wasn't... I wasn't as discerning. Sure. Um and I didn't have any definite ideas about like bands or groups that I wanted I, to hitch my wagon to.
1: Let me tell you, we were we were close in high school, me and you, and yeah. let me tell you what I remember about your musical what you liked uh, musically okay. in high school was was uh older bands, classic rock.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rolling Stones was like my yeah, still one of my favorite bands. Crosby yep.
1: Stills and Nash, I think, mm-hmm. uh the band.
3: Yeah. They were all tested.
1: Yeah. And then, and movie soundtracks too, I believe, like yeah. a lot of movie soundtracks and maybe yeah. even like scores and stuff uh, yeah. you'd listen to.
3: And when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I was trying to think, I wanted to kind of go and, I wanted to go back year by year. There's only four to go through. And <laughs> right. so I was trying to think of like music that I listened to frequently, um, cause I didn't put a lot of directed thought into it. And so I had to remember. Right. And so... <laughs> I decided to let myself be embarrassed by this. Um,
2: this is a safe space. Yeah, we've all been
1: embarrassed on this podcast.
3: The first, <laughs> I'm
1: currently s- embarrassed by this podcast. Yeah.
3: The first song that I decided to pick was because I had a very good friend named Ross, who is he, R- he moved Ross out of Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: he's he's been brought up on this podcast before. He's
3: actually. he's very. You know, had a huge wealth of knowledge of music even in high school. Yes. Hell
2: of a guitar player, too. A good yeah. guitar player. Still plays still music. Still playing yeah.
3: What's his, His band is Mopeland or something like
1: that? Uh, I don't know if that's his current band.
3: Okay. I, mean, I don't it know. Was, it might be. I, yeah, I, I haven't talked to the guy in a very long time. I haven't I'd love either. to sit down I know, and, I feel and, the same and way. catch up with him. He's a but, cool dude. Um, he, I remember. He was one of my good friends going into high school. And going into high school was a huge event because it was completely different from my social world in middle school. In middle school, I was not at all cool whatsoever. And sure. while in high school, I may not have been very cool either. I was certainly cooler than I was in middle school. Everyone is. I don't know what well, that's you, about.
2: you had been made friends with me and Muhammad. Right. Well, we were and friends. That and that was we like, you know, in pipeline into the main social network.
3: <laughs> um, but he was, uh, I remember we listen to this song, and we thought it was really good. I don't know what I think about it today. All right, what is it? Weedus. Teenage oh, Dirtbag, yeah. song number one for 2000, year year 2000, 2001 or whatever.
1: This is a uh, this has also been brought up on the podcast, but we've listened to this song on the we
2: podcast. Li- before. Uh, we listened with Luke Tanner, but okay. let, let's hear what you thought about Weedus. Okay,
3: um, so it's in the movie uh, Loser with Jason Biggs. Oh and yeah, and I think that's where I I heard the song first, and I I didn't know whether a girl or a guy was singing at first. Yeah, and um, <laughs> It was just a different kind of vocal style. And uh, I listened to the song many, many, many times. I didn't think about it much. I just kept on listening to the song. And then I got the album by Weedus, which was self-titled, I think. Yeah, probably their only album ever. When They had weird songs on the album, like... It was a song called Truffles, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, it was the only song I ended up liking on the whole album, and I think the band went into obscurity and never did much else. I think they,
2: this was their hit.
3: We should,
1: a, we should listen to that song Truffles after this. They have a song called "Hump 'Em and Dump Em. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> Which is kind of alpha for this uh, <laughs> <you> know, style.
1: <laughs> um. I remember the song "Wanna Be Gangster" off this album. So the movie
3: "Loser" though wasn't that great either. No, I but know. I, I kind of liked like it when it came American out.
2: Pie? It was like right off of American Pie.
3: So
1: I think. It, it Jason
2: was, Biggs could do a, a couple of movies yeah.
3: and before we found go. out that he wasn't much good. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you thinking now, listening to it all these years later?
3: I still think the vocal style is kind of in like you know attention catching.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's also just
1: like a pretty solid. Pop song, like it's it's built. You can very like it's this lulling sort of sweet sounding, you know. Versus and then the rocking chorus that was like big at this time. I mean, Weezer did it, and we talked about that. On this is like very derivative of of Weezer. I think I liked
3: (laughs) melody, melodic sounding music. Yeah, which was completely the opposite of a lot of our friends. You know, Alan. Alan. yeah i don't know whether or not to use people's last names but i mean
1: you can or can't alan
3: we had a friend named alan who really liked this sort of screaming drum stuff what do you yeah. call this uh, like hardcore like hardcore yeah, he stuff. was just
1: brought up uh, a lot actually on whose episode mason's mason's episode yeah, yeah. yeah
3: and um i couldn't i hated it i hated it yeah. i liked stuff to sound like it had some kind of harmony or melody to it right and um so that was like entering high school that song was going on and i liked it
1: right well who who was sitting right here with us and they talked about a lot of those kind of bands dillinger dillinger escape plan uh, and stuff was it Kyle Kyle he yeah, talked yeah. oh, really? the episode's not out yet but he talks a lot about alan hamilton Kyle went
3: through. And,
2: yeah yeah, yeah. That's i think out, so i think a thing about be out before this one because i wasn't super into hardcore music either mm-hmm. but when you hear the people who were when you hear them kind of talk about it and right. why they liked it it makes sense.
3: It's technique based. Right, right, right. And
2: you're right. Like, oh. And it was okay. also yeah. like
1: if you were looking for something different, which is often like for me now, I am looking for like, you know, something very different sounding. But back right. then I wasn't. But they were. And like, yeah, that did totally hit that box of like, This is unlike anything we've heard before.
3: I totally understand that concept, by the way. Like, I don't begrudge people for going down that rabbit hole. For sure. Because with with movies, I was the same way. Like, you know, you only watch a David Mamet written and directed movie if you want to isolate David Mamet. Right, totally. And so that's the way that certain, like, niche music is. It's like it isolates certain things that you are really into. Right. But casual observers like me listen and you're like, where's the rest that's supposed to be there. Sure. That's good. I think
2: Teenage Dirtbag, I feel like it it has that it's it is a pop song. Mm -hmm. It definitely I feel like people either liked it or they hated they, it well no or not even hated it but just like i feel because i feel like a lot of people enjoyed the song yeah. very enjoyable song yeah. but i think you know they might not be quick to admit that they liked it sure but right. it is well, i will just say, very pleasant and kind of like not offensive <laughs> yeah the,
3: the the story that the song tells is about what a guy he drives who, an
1: iroc that's all <laughs> he,
3: he's like a he's like a loser or something, and he likes. Uh, he's, this a, girl. he's a girl. It's
1: Six. the fucking song he's, of every. It's like the
3: every song. She's got. <laughs> she's got a boyfriend who's kind of like a douche, a, like a but like toxic yeah. masculine dude. Yeah.
2: It's like any of those teen movies that came out right. back then, where it's like yeah. there was the, the beautiful, the unobtainable girl because she dated some like other guy. He gets that was, the girl
3: in this song though. The, the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's
2: got two tickets to Iron <laughs> Maiden,
1: maybe. <baby. laughs> right. The thing about that kind of music, and and I mean. Like, even Weezer. I mean, it, it's all, like, this is a very simplified... Which that I'll song later. That is a very simplified version of basically everything even I was listening to, even, like, the pop punk and, like, it, there are... Because you it, like, like Blink-182. Yeah, and, 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 and this is just song structure just simplified so much that, like, even at the time, I was like, this song is cool, but, like, I even knew, like, this album is probably gonna suck because, you we'll know... We'll play...
2: Let's listen to... Uh, Hump 'em and dump 'em, Hump em and dump em truffles. truffles. Truffles is the other one right. that got brought up. Just because it's a little
3: crude. This
1: is, uh, if you ask me, the clean album version. I can't <laughs> actually find an explicit version, so
2: so they they yeah Weak. they had that one hit <laughs> and uh, let's let's determine if they should have had two hits
1: <laughs> oh I remember this I remember this too was this actually a single maybe with
3: your, with your moms on the patio you
2: know patio. what not bad though musically
0: no. oh boy oh boy
3: I made it again. No, wait wait.
2: Yeah, I remember it's not bad. No, it sounds It sounds very like nineties radio or, or it, early Again, 2000s. it sounds like something that could have been in a Jason Biggs movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually better than
1: I thought it would be. <laughs> Remembering this band. Oh sorry, I think it's twitch.
3: You're right, it's not bad. It's not no. bad
1: it's maybe better
3: than I remember the album (laughs) maybe better than Teenage Dirtbag maybe
1: (laughs) this sounds more derivative of like Presidents of the United States or something like that you know like yeah like they're trying to be that like cool
3: alternative 90s alt band yeah
2: well alright Weedus (laughs) <laughs> not Weedest. just one song the yeah. most we've uh, <laughs> we've talked about we more than a lot of bands on this podcast i'm <laughs> proud
3: like, to have ushered this in oh yeah this, this mini discussion
2: uh what do we got next
3: all right so next i've got um, so
1: wait uh, real quick though you you heard that song on the radio i'm guessing yeah. and oh yeah. well it was in that movie because I
3: wasn't like a prolific album buyer sure. in 2001 sure i became one later Right. Like in high school, actually. Really? Um, yeah, because I feel like well, there's so the many. The more you're to buy around your friends, and they're like buying albums, and you're all talking about your. Well, and albums if you if you're going to Borders and Media Play to buy movies and stuff, like Oh, Borders. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, and you know when I Ross was uh, huge in music. Yeah. And so
1: when you're around people and like movies, that, yeah. I mean, most people like us were kind of. Mm-hmm. If you had a nerddom for film, you probably had a nerddom for music as well. To some uh, degree, at least,
3: yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was a song that I listened to a lot. And the reason it came to mind is because I'd have vivid memories of listening to this, like in Ross's basement, like our freshman year. Yeah. And uh, appreciating the song. And it's so far from, you know, now that, like, in terms of what I would sit down and do. Uh, it, it was almost nostalgic thinking about the song, and uh, so yeah, that that's my first pick just because it was so salient there at the beginning. Sure, um, it's
2: definitely a song from the year two thousand or two thousand and one. <laughs> right. Like it's very yeah. much. <laughs> right. I didn't want to be.
3: I didn't want to be the guy that gets on and pretends he liked better music than he did. Like I didn't want to be like, well, uh, Interpol antics. <laughs> <laughs> that you was mean, my uh, preferred album.
1: Mitchell actually Hardage. <laughs>
3: next exit best song ever um because that's the song i that's an album i found like three years ago
1: that's how i am It's a great like, album so much and i know mitchell
3: actually did listen to that stuff in high school but no, so i much, know people did so much of
1: that episode was like me going like yeah listen to that band when i was like 24 i found them and i was like these guys are cool
3: uh yeah i mean, like well there he's one of those bands Interpol's one of those bands with the vocal style that I could imagine myself singing to, like cause he's got that sort of monotone <laughs> totally. thing going right. on in the verses
2: yeah he's <laughs> yeah. very very lower and
3: kinda kinda robotic yeah um, <laughs> just like you right and so that leads me to my second uh mention
1: oh is this a robot band yes
3: <laughs> which this this has been mentioned on your podcast as well but we got to get through it Now let's do it baby uh cake
1: oh yeah you did like cake I a, lot. Cake a yeah. lot
3: like i was i that would be i did actually like follow cake by their albums and did, I, I thought they were like real good.
1: Did you have a certain album or a certain song that you want um, to? Play? I mean, like I, I listened to. They were a band that I ended up getting like their entire discography. The, 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 their like One of my favorite Cake
3: songs that got me like thinking Cake's a really good band is You Turn the Screws, I think is what that's it's called. That's a good one, yeah. And uh, I think the album I bought in high school was... Was it Pressure Chief? No, it was uh, Comfort, Comfort Eagle. Comfort Eagle Comfort was Eagle.
1: like the big first one when we, we were in the high school. Skirt, I mean, a, yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, which was
3: short
2: skirt, long jacket. and Long Line of Cars, that's a good yeah. song. Which yeah. was the album that had... Uh, Frank Sinatra on
3: that it. That was 90s. That was no. The, that was
2: prolonging the magic. I think. Yeah. So I. And it also has you
1: turn the screws, sheep go to heaven. That was a good album. Mm-hmm. Too. Oh, I it doesn't have Frank Sinatra because I'm looking at it now. That was. It's like
2: album. the first song on whatever album it's on. Because I, I re- recently fashion I fashion nugget no yeah
3: maybe fashion nugget.
2: I recently anyway, who's, who's, rewatched all of the Sopranos, mm-hmm. and there's an episode. <laughs> I think it's season one. <laughs>
3: uh, Are you serious? Cake was in the Sopranos.
2: Frank Sinatra plays at like the end of an episode Wow! and uh and i was like i really like this song and then <laughs> i listened to more cake and i it's not that i don't like them uh-huh. i just i couldn't see I, myself listening to I, them a lot yeah, i,
3: I perceived at the time that i that there were a lot of people who probably didn't like them because as i listened to their lyrics i realized that they were not quite sincere most of the time like it was very sort of like Let's write cheek, a song kinda, about what it would be like to be a, a lot dime. Times. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song called "Dime" about what it's like to be rolling down the street as a, a coin. This, and uh,
1: this, I love this band. This is a band that I haven't revisited it enough. And like I listened to all their albums. They were maybe my fr- like biggest radio
3: yeah. band. Besides, I, I was guess. glad that they okay. reached some notoriety. Yeah. You know, like with a uh, short skirt, long jacket. Even yeah. if I didn't like that song, which I didn't.
1: They like. also were like a big uh, crossover band. I mean, I, I hear Jay saying he doesn't like them, but I feel like most didn't people didn't say
2: I didn't like them. I <laughs> said so I wouldn't listen to them a lot.
1: I hear Jay saying how much he hates this band. That's not true. <laughs> but no, but I think there was Why just a lot so of different people who were who were into Cake. A lot of different because they're also kind of genreless. I mean, they're like radio. They strike alt, me. I guess they but,
2: strike me as a band that uh, a old, lot of the yeah. people who go see them are wearing fedoras. <laughs>
3: Guilty as charged. <laughs> I, I never went to go see them, though. And I didn't wear a fedora. <laughs> thank God. Um, I But I agree with you. There's this sort of, like, beret-wearing sunglasses and of, cigarette to, to me, thing going on. I kind
2: on. of... I th- I feel like uh, there's, like, a... And this isn't meant in a derogatory way at all, but, like, Be there's kind of, a like, a nerdy quality about them.
1: I, I always envisioned they were, like, for... People in their, like, 30s who were listening to 99X yes. well, when we were in high school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I imagine they were the favorite band of a lot of guys who hated most of what was coming on the radio. Well, if,
3: if you were into, like, passionate music, how could you be into Cake? That's a good point. Because Cake but if is you like, very, like, good of,
1: alt-rock, yeah. you know, especially through the 90s, like, this band that kind of lasted into the 2000s and, yeah. and beyond. And, like, I'm sure that this was refreshing and they always put out good albums i mean i don't know cake it was kind what, of a, like somebody who was like i like cake's early stuff might have been we were we were young enough to probably like just be cake batter hey oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll that's be that's what right they back. Uh, that's what they call their uh, their fans
2: <laughs> <laughs> i do remember uh on uh, Benfold's live album, uh-huh. Benfold's live, uh, which I loved, loved. Wait, Benfold's so fives live album was called Benfold's well, live. He was just solo, <laughs> uh, pretty good, but man. it was kind of a play on, sure, you know, yeah. Benfold's live. Mm-hmm. Uh, like but he, one of the songs, uh, Fred Jones, uh, John McCrae from Cake comes mm. out and like sings with them,
3: yeah. And I go. remember, all right. I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> 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 are you doing the cake?" It's the insert, it's the vocals.
1: The Cake was the they were the kings of all right from the beginning.
2: Okay, all right, um, yeah. But no, he, he, he came out and sang with them and it, and it kind of changed my perspective A little bit about Cake Where I was like "All right, If, if he's cool, cool with Ben Folds yeah. then he's cool with me
3: I'd say Cake is The lyrics are kind of cynical Yeah Like they're not connected to direct emotions sure. They're connected to maybe the, the disdain for sentimentality <laughs> Right And maybe right. that's you, why I related to them yeah. To some degree
1: Interesting Yeah because you were always sort of disconnected weirdo <laughs> <laughs>
3: or I was cold I was and amidst robotic. a sea of emo kids
0: <laughs>
3: uh, talking true. to you j How I know <laughs> uh,
1: David told me recently on another podcast about how you gave him the nickname the emo Nader. do you remember that when you put that on the, on the TV
3: on you were in mass media and it was my birthday and I looked up And things were always broadcasting on this TV, but it was usually like, FCA meeting Saturday. Well, I looked up and was like, happy birthday, David Emonator Marsh. (laughs) And it was because I was so disdainful of the emo... Scene. ...sea of... Like, it swept our high school by storm. We should talk
1: about that a little bit. You were very (laughs) anti-popular music at the
2: time. No, no, no. You were very against... That, but also, you had <laughs> lots of friends that right. we were all into yeah, it. Most and, of your friends were into it. Yeah, all and my you, friends were into it. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't like not like us. It no, was just like it, it was, was the
3: scene.
1: Yeah, it was the scene that I, well, took I you think, all. I think more hostage. than anything, you seem to hate anytime anybody dresses in any way that's not. Conventional, a black t-shirt and jeans, which is what you're wearing right now,
2: <laughs> and what you wore all of high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, he made a Point Break t-shirt. And, uh, uh, yeah, and yeah and that was a cool t-shirt.
3: Uh, no, uh, well, I mean, I I think that I was more accommodating of different alternative styles, but this one to me was especially offensive, and I couldn't. I, I'm I'm just now having to think about why. So bear with me for a second. Okay, let's work but, this out. <laughs> um, I think it was because i saw i don't know i'm not criticizing the music at all because some of the music was pretty good um the behavior of the i for lack of a better word constituents of this emo (laughs) wave were allowing this i it was almost ideological like they were like becoming mopey people right and i couldn't Stand it,
1: don't you think? Though that high school kids in general are mopey people.
3: I don't know. <laughs> and maybe I mean, emo I was, just gave I was in an excuse to sort of wear it on their sleeves. See, I didn't like them wearing it on their sleeves. You wanted <laughs> everybody to bottle up their feelings.
1: Yeah, walk it off. Suck keep it. it up. To, keep it to your damn selves. Um, pretty much.
3: <laughs> I. I mean, there were people that were um, literally once they became part of this scene changing the way that they acted in the world and to me that was the definition of inauthenticity okay
1: but see this this is i've heard you talk about this for years and it always bothers me because Uh i I feel like you're just being a little too harsh on like 15 year olds who don't understand shit about authenticity yet like their brains are always technically it didn't happen until junior year okay so 16 so like 16 17
3: and um and also, I was the same age as those people, so I know. you have you're, to you're analyze the robot you have person. to analyze it from the, <laughs> the aspect that I'm not I was not at the time some older person, person right. looking That's at people true. younger than you me. Were
1: in you were amongst us.
3: I was amongst you, and yeah. I felt a uh, a real weakness infecting <laughs> the youth. <laughs>
2: you were worried about
3: us. Um, I was just like, come on, you're better than that. <laughs> come on, like, like you're, uh, it, it was kind of like a beta wave, like the, this sort of... Well,
1: as a person who like watched uh, uh, Jack Ryan movies and, <laughs> and Dirty Harry Well, and first
3: of all, I would like to, anybody who doesn't know me, I'm certainly not an alpha male.
1: No, I would not describe you as such either, but... That the, only he, described I, to
3: you how beta he, this wave was. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's, here's the here's the truth of it. I, uh, to me, and I wasn't really, I was more of a wannabe punk kid, you know? So yeah, was, you weren't even part of this. Not really, but... Not at all. Sure, but I also was... Let him be a part of it if he wants <laughs> he to. He wasn't a part. Hey, you're, you're part of it.
3: <laughs> I, but, I, have, I have too quote, good a memory for bulk. you to slip this one by um, me.
1: <laughs> anyway, I think it's because you were really you were into movies with like tough guy heroes, you yeah, know? and I think you always modeled yourself after after that well, I mean in, we talked about school. this in the
3: other podcast i don't I don't know if you're going to publish that part of it, but i like when what was cool became like something to analyze, like what are right. you modeling yourself after sure right I didn't model my self after what the local kids were doing no I modeled myself self after people like. Harrison, Ford. Harrison Ford, or <laughs> right. Steve McQueen—like people yeah, that totally. were universally proven
1: <laughs> to be cool.
3: I did not. <laughs> not the guys that were frosting that, their tits. That kind
1: of falls into your music,
3: musical choices. <laughs> I don't really know what Cake looks like as a band. I, I never st- looked I don't them either. up. I'm guessing.
2: Um, I'm going to guess at least one of them has a soul patch. Bald with a soul patch. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, and,
1: and, and po- possibly a tucked-in shirt and jeans.
2: <laughs> but again, what like uh, like we were saying, mm-hmm. you. You uh this this concern that you had. It came from a I think it came from a place of love because of genuine remember, concern. Yeah, because I remember in graphic arts you taught me how to throw a punch <laughs> because I think you were afraid that I was like too passive and was gonna like the world was gonna yeah. take advantage
3: of me. Well, it was <laughs> it was kind of a bit of fun we were having. Yeah. Because we were so different. Jay and I were yeah. very different got yeah. along famously we sure did and uh,
2: I punched him out of his chair one time when right. he wasn't expecting it and he gave me this look that I thought holy shit he's gonna kill me no, gratitude. It was it was a look of like <laughs> he had never been prouder
3: because <laughs> if I had to describe the way that Jay would throw a punch and I only know this because I allowed him to punch me in the face multiple times he threw a punch the way you would flip a light switch off <laughs> <laughs> and and i like maybe there was a dose of toxic masculinity tox, toxic masculinity in me in high school but not all of it was that yeah. some of it was I, I genuine mean, like well, all right
1: well i think <laughs> i think as much as we're like dissecting this so much of what we just did all the time was
3: was really just bits like we were it was an act. We were acting it was like a, a lot. Double act. and we were yeah, we yeah. play
1: things up. We talked about this a little bit on my other podcast. But Jay's I mean,
3: the uh, emo guy right. that is slightly effete with his like style and method of crossing his legs, <laughs> right. and I'm the guy trying to toughen everybody <laughs> up. Right.
1: Well, we we did we did some improv comedy together in high school, but we used, we did yeah, and, like, and Burke. Yeah, and it was always it was just like these bits in which you were like the straight man, and I was like yeah. the goofy
3: you know dude playing off of you. Right.
1: And like yeah, we, it worked, and it it, 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 was was, fun. it didn't
3: really reflect real any kind of animosity. No. And, or and, and or the truth is, like,
1: When we were all hanging out, you uh, you were a very um, thoughtful and you know kind of concerned person i think you know
3: yeah like, i mean like not, i said by I'm, no means like a dude
1: who is like gonna fight everybody <laughs> and
2: judge everybody yeah. Who were
3: yeah yeah if you put me next to jason statham i will wilt like a daffodil um <laughs> well but,
2: show me someone who doesn't besides <laughs> the rock
3: <laughs> can't Sha- wait to see sean Sha- hobbs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the franchise we've all been waiting for. It looks so bad. (laughs) The second half of that trailer is them. In some sort of, like, island, like, <laughs> tropical locale.
2: The Rock it, is doing his character from Moana,
3: but, like, in real life. But in but in <laughs> Sean Hobbs, it's like, this is the movie everybody never knew they never wanted.
2: <laughs> right. They lasso a helicopter with, like, a big chain, yeah. and The Rock is, the Rock like holds pulling it. it.
3: I, I thought for sure when they, like, announced he's, this. He's grunting, like, as though... Yeah. He's the one holding that helicopter at I bay. thought,
1: okay, here's what they're going to do. They're <laughs> going to create a spin off of Fast and Furious, and they're going to try to ground it more. It's going to be like more of a cops and I like thought, straight I cops and robbers. Guy
2: Richie. Yeah.
1: And then, nope. Complete opposite nope. direction. Idris Elba is a yeah.
2: computer right. robot man <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who can <So>. summon motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: clearly, the rocks. <laughs> like production companies one out in this scenario because that's this is the type of thing he's been doing for the last 15 years. Yeah. He's been in action cinema for 16 years. He's got not one like really good action. I movie. know it.
1: Right. I mean, I was I was thinking about that recently. I was like, you know, Vin Diesel has had a uh, at least he's got a, a few
3: a man apart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the closest thing uh, the rock had. They're always like kind of comedies. You know what I mean? He's never it's like a, it, it, he's
3: he's he's more famous for his social media presence than yeah. anything he does in movies, well, which and drives he's, me nuts. I
1: think he's charming even on screen. No, he's a great you very know what I mean? presence. But, like you, he, he was, you know, like he's better as a comedian than as an actor. He, that's the thing is like you, you have Schwarzenegger and Stallone. They both like were serious action stars. And then they like segwayed into like, Oh, tongue in cheek comedy. I'm a yeah. big guy, but it's like, the Rock skipped that first part and just immediately was like kindergarten copping, stop or my mom
3: will shooting. He went to the <laughs> latter day lesser phase of every great action star immediately. Right,
2: immediately. <laughs> uh all right, and once again we've we
3: got we've trailed from the
2: it. subject. So you but wanna, that's all good. We, take, should, uh, we should keep all that in. Take a quick break. Uh, yeah, I love the rock in, in Jumanji. Me too.
3: Uh, he the Jumanji was funny. It, it was, was so it was so much better that so it had it. Well,
2: I, I would say that it was better than it had
1: any business being. But then if you look at the director <laughs> Black, and he the writing? writer <laughs> and the actors, like it was written by Chris McKennan, who's a uh, marvel guy and wrote for community for years yeah, yeah. and it's directed by the dude who did uh orange county and some other some others
3: like oh. it's just like talented a people all mildly, around uh likable movie
1: yeah right i mean like nothing yeah. i enjoyed it if oh, more yeah. movies like jumanji just like put the right people in place you know yeah. it's like phil and Mil- or uh, phil lord and christopher miller those dudes like take projects that like otherwise would be complete flops but they just have that way of storytelling that mm-hmm. like fits that thing perfectly Yeah, and, and, and you, you create something you get great gets
3: them kicked off solo
2: yeah I know right, uh, right uh, do you want to take a break yeah yep. alright we'll be right back with more of my high school DVD player after this <laughs>
3: <laughs> fuck you no, I'm just kidding <laughs>
2: all right and we're back welcome back to my high school we did high, it welcome back to my high school ipod jay howell Muhammad joma hey <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you, you <laughs> like <laughs> moved up to the microphone like you were gonna say something i was waiting for you to <laughs> nice say intro
1: david marsh and then i was gonna then, be
2: like hey i thought you were gonna be like what's up what's up and uh, we're here with our, our special guest, Mr. David March. Uh, David, let's get into some more music.
3: Okay. Um, so next up, this is a song I listened to. Not a, Yeah, okay. This is a song <laughs> I was listening to uh, when I was 16. I don't remember when the album came out, but this is the first time I was introduced to the album. I was driving to Panama City with my friend Brad, who you guys both know. And um, he put on... By the Way by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I loved that album at the time. In fact, I only later realized that people, a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers fans, thought that it was kind of a sellout album. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any uh, indication of that whatsoever. I, like, I, I actually almost liked that they had more like uh, harmony this, and melody.
1: Was this before? californication or after. after
3: after californication was one that had like other side yeah other side was kind of like what by the way right. was that primarily was primarily yeah. that style right right right
1: and californication uh, was like the beginning of this style of
3: right of like all, a more melodic numbers. harmonious yeah. yeah a little less of that funky, of the, give it away yeah. give it away well they
2: yeah. uh what was scar tissue was that on californication yeah that was on Californication. was it, it no, uh, I
3: thought so, but maybe they they did songs like this before. Like there was yeah under, under the bridge, under the yeah, like yeah, those, yeah. They
2: always had like one song mm-hmm. on their album, but that kind of they that. started
3: m- more getting into this type of music. I thought it was beautiful. I was like, this is to me where when they're at their best. Like I liked Give It Away. I liked mm-hmm. their funky stuff, but I thought that should have been the two or three tracks, not the yeah, really beautiful Scott songs. off
1: California, gotcha. I mean. I, I agree and especially this I, I think that it's good especially like this where they still kind of mix mm-hmm. in like they keep the guitar it, this, rock the, well this it's song not. actually
3: keeps both of the styles right. in the song right? which is not the same for their later albums
1: I think these I think these guys hold up I know a lot of people kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of like a not joke of a band, but, you know, they haven't aged, <laughs> like, in a way where people are like, yeah, they're fucking respectable, you can know? I,
2: uh, can I tell you a Flea story? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, where I used to work, I saw Flea, not once, but twice, uh, came into my the place where I used to work, and both times he was dressed like a cool 12-year-old. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you was... just described rock stars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like... Uh, Because a lot of times, like, where I used to work, I would see a lot of celebrities. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they shoot all kinds of movies down here. So I'd see all kinds of movie stars or, like, the people from, like, Stranger Things or whatever. And most of the time, they were very subtle and, like, (laughs) didn't... Peter Dinklage came in and like mm-hmm. didn't want to draw attention to himself. Like they don't want to be noticed. It's probably it hard was, for Peter Dinklage. It was very difficult for him. I wasn't uh, going to say anything. No, 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 <laughs> no. Everybody recognized <laughs> yeah. him, and He's of like course, mega
1: famous, and also probably inherently, people kind of look, you know,
2: right. And uh, but you could tell it, like he he just didn't want people to be like, I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Sure. <laughs> but But uh, Flea apparently didn't follow that. Are like, you happy to be fleet? I'm going to wear a gray hoodie. I would have gone up to him and be like, I love
3: he's, the he's chase. Doing like, he's doing like shadow bass well, he, comes he in. just,
2: he had like, it was like a pink jumpsuit. <laughs> and like, I don't know. He had like.
3: Good for him. His
2: tennis shoes looked like they were from the future. Like, he was just very.
3: Like, Back to, back to the Future 2?
2: Yes. Like, when he fired
3: Marty Marty McFly's. Martin McFly didn't he? Wasn't he the guy that fired him like through via remote access on Back to the Future Two? Uh, Flea was yeah, in Back to the Future yeah. Two.
2: Flea was yeah. in a lot of movies. Yeah. Well, in the, the
1: Chase, which the Chase I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> nobody caught me mentioning. How dare it you mention guns.
3: that film? <laughs> it's supposed to be forgotten by now. <laughs> the Chase with Charlie Sheen, I've and seen starring that movie. Anthony
1: Kiedis in the Flea.
3: <laughs> the the Flea. <laughs> but, but Flea. Flea plays like a redneck. Yeah. Trucker well, that Anthony wants to get go- it's, it too, it's right? him and Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. No,
1: they're like they're rednecks, but they're like bros. They're they're, they're bros, like rocker bros, but
3: they're ready to take out yeah, Charlie Sheen's car. They, they believe right when the cameras can, are watching.
1: Right, and he's right. He's like, when by. you see him coming. <laughs>
2: yeah. You tell me quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh
3: i love that movie i can't believe you're <coughs> moving movie. on yep. anyway we, we so flee have,
2: we're doing good though we're we're talking movies but we're still keeping we're still the musical overall music theme going through um yeah i feel like uh like i Red Hot chili peppers are like a a very like accomplished band a lot of people like uh-huh. them um sure yeah i remember hearing at one point um and I don't know if they were always like this, but I remember hearing in an interview that they were like, "Well, no, we don't, we don't listen to other music because we don't want to get influenced by it."
3: Which is something I've heard. They're the Wes Anderson of bands. <laughs> yeah,
2: which is something I've heard. Like comedians will also be like, "I don't want to watch." like that's a lot of so-and-so stand right. up because I don't want to like
1: accidentally take
2: a joke or
1: that like, actually, that's
3: a mistake by the way
1: that says a mm-hmm. lot about red Hot chili peppers because their sound is so the like, same right circular of themselves <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> unless
3: we talk about the the divide I just talked about whereas they had this primarily funk yeah then primarily I don't know what to call it more pop I Melodic. guess you
1: know what's funny is Melodic. a lot of a lot of bands around their style kind of followed that same template, including 311 yeah. and Incubus. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of all followed that same, like, funky, wild, and then they soften, and then they slowed down, and then it was all this, like, melodic, pretty mm-hmm. sort of, like, Where slow dance is, music.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Flea has performed the, the national Flea. anthem. The mm-hmm. Flea <laughs> has performed the national anthem at a Lakers game, and uh, you can watch it Wait, on YouTube. on the bass, or he's On singing? the bass. Really? And it... I feel like it's offensive to America. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it is really ridiculous. Like he's got like a wah pedal. Like he's full oh on f- the fleeing uh, the national anthem. Well, and, it's, mean,
3: and people who do we blame for this? Really, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Flea like for
3: being flee or, or for yeah, who
1: asked yeah, who asked flea
2: to <laughs> do it. Well, people at the Staples Center, uh, they love it. They're going crazy. And I'm just like, maybe it sounds different in person. But
3: I actually have a theory that anybody you hired to do the national anthem ends up being a scapegoat, like offense to the country. So who uh, would you like to defile the country this year? Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Did you
1: ever see Red Hot Chili Peppers live? Did you go to any concerts? No,
3: I, I went to concerts though, but but, but it was kind of haphazard. So the first concert I went to ever was my first. It was right before the beginning of high school. It was Metallica.
0: Oh.
1: And
3: uh, we sat in boxed close seating because it was Ross's dad because he worked for I think a beer company that right and. Right. Um, yeah. I had no idea the damage it would do to my eardrums. <laughs> no idea. I was literally looking around at everybody thinking, is this, this is okay. <laughs> like you're not covering your ears. <laughs> Why do I feel such agony? How
0: old were you? Uh,
1: <laughs> like 15. Old when you are 15, I, that's vi-
3: No, like three days after the concert, Everybody sounded like they were underwater. Oh
0: I
1: mean, you're not wrong. All, it's a all the girls that dangerous. spoke sounded like
3: chipmunks. <laughs> like I, like, like the girl that we were there with laughed at one point, and she sounded like literally a chipmunk character. She's like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, I think I'm, I'm, I've permanently damaged my ears. I probably did. Wait, so did that turn you off of concerts? No, I went to other concerts. Okay, but is that ear earplugs? Yeah, I mean, I had weird converging social groups to where um, my friend Amanda got me, she got me into a concert for free. It was actually a Brooks and Dunn concert. It was a cool. country music concert. Yeah, I know that. Uh, they
2: hurt your ears, but in a They didn't way. hurt me.
3: <laughs> right. Like, uh, I didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> I just went because it was like free concert. Sure. Did we um, ever go
1: to a show together, me and you? feels like something no that we died, went to like but.
3: Swayze's and stuff oh uh, yeah but not, so, not like a Swayze's. big show or anything yeah um and Local I bands. saw a few other people but I don't want to get to them yet because that's like, okay like yeah let's years. talk about what's next um, so what's next is Weezer cool because Weezer put out the I think the green album right there at the beginning um or at least the second year of high school I had a class with one of your other guests Kyle Withrow and he mm. actually um bought me the green album because i had mentioned how much i liked weezer and uh i i think i just only heard the blue album before that i wasn't like i didn't get into pinkerton oh
1: right pinkerton was in between
3: i found pinkerton later pinkerton's awesome i still love pinkerton like pink triangle all those songs and um but uh weezer to me was just great like i i loved weezer they were um they were everything I think I liked at the time.
1: Sarah so song off the great album you want to listen to or should I just pick
3: one? Um, uh, Hash Pipe was a big hit. No, it wasn't Hashpipe. Island in the Sun. Island in the Sun was the one that I listened to the most on that <laughs> album, which worst is like on one of album? their softer songs. <laughs> it, it was, you're right. It's a boring song. It was their worst album. But it was my I like, first. I defend
1: this album.
2: They've done some worse. Oh albums. yeah, they definitely They definitely. You're talking about songs.
3: Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gratitude and yeah. I'll defend Early is a Hills. Bad
1: album, but uh, I will say that there are some songs on this album that I think are amongst the best Weezer songs.
2: Photograph is like two minutes long and. It a- is Ash pipes the same way. Ash
1: pipes long. like a small, a quick, loud song.
2: Well, and because like the Green album. I don't know how much times years wise between Pinkerton and the Green album, but I there was some time because I think like he went Rivers went like back to college or whatever, and he uh he just like so they they just kind of stopped making music and then then they came out with the Green album and it was like Weezer's back.
3: Uh, that's that was what I remember is that like you know I was appreciating a band that had done good work in the past and then. Here's a new album, mm-hmm. and so he bought me the album, and I was so I don't know I just they sounded the same to me, like I didn't perceive a huge drop in quality with the Green Album.
2: They had a new bass player, but
3: see, I I wasn't even aware. Yeah, and um, you know, this is further. I think evidence. if you skipped Pinkerton too, you probably
1: would notice that even less. Like there is, there's not too much of a difference I found between. Pinkerton
3: soon after this because Kyle yeah. Kyle was huge into music and he liked to like tell people about the music he was listening to and kind of educate people in the music. Sure, yeah. And so he recommended Pinkerton and I took that home and I, I think I like it now more than I did at the time because there there's more of a raw sort of yeah. energy to the yeah. Pinkerton and more of a garage sound. Yeah, that I,
1: Pinkerton sounds like it was recorded and put out quickly to yeah, me. Like, but I think like it was it,
3: it served the the music really well. Sure. And uh yeah like Fallen for You and Pink Triangle, yeah. those are like those are good songs.
2: I think they, um, as far as like critically, uh, that Pinkerton wasn't met with the same, Mm -hmm. uh, acceptance as like the blue album. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so it didn't get as much attention. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, in hindsight, it's like, holy shit, that album was awesome. Because
3: they were so good at certain things. Like, like, I feel like Weezer (laughs) can do many different things, but they're still kind of uh, boxed in to some degree. Like, there is a kind of a nerd rock thing. Sure. Like, I don't know what the specific characteristics are that play into the nerd rock sound. I'm not schooled enough to be able to tell you what that is, but Weezer's got it. But they also have a great harmony, and uh, they also can sound rough really well, too. And I think it's because they got both of those sounds.
1: Yeah, they kind of... Took the sort of grungy sound, like the grunge rock sound, and yeah. made it
3: very poppy and very uh-huh. sort of
1: simplistic. And, and yeah. yeah,
3: and I might have even been introduced to them earlier when I saw Mallrats for the first time because the like the last scene of Mallrats is Suzanne. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah. I liked the, the song when I heard like it the there. credits basically. Yeah. Yeah. and so I don't know, it's like some sort of Beach Boys influenced. Style to their sure. podcast yeah. better. Yeah.
2: California dudes yeah, yeah.
3: and uh, I've continued to like Wazer I
1: I have two although I think there's definite missteps in some certain albums were like top to bottom I'm just like fuck this it's what do terrible. you think about that song <laughs> I can't
3: stop partying
1: uh, I think it's bad <laughs> I don't like it yeah. also yeah I, just I didn't shit I don't like think that. that album was that I thought that what, what was, that? Just, was that let's red just album? cut
3: to the chase and talk about Ratitude
1: uh, no that was Ratitude like I I always feel like it's just like oh it's like a taste thing with them. Like you know that they can produce and they
3: So the, like the you whole perceive thing is, them to be lazy in certain points. No,
1: I think that they maybe have taste that I'm not crazy oh, okay. about. Like I think that um even when I like them, their taste level still is very uh just sort of simplistic. The, you know, they make pop music pretty pretty simple song structure again and right. you know, it's nothing crazy. So <laughs> yeah. for that, like I like create, I like really creative and crazy music, and mm-hmm. like that will win me over. Even if a song's not like the most
3: like a concept mature or something.
1: Album. If if you're just weird, if you're trying new things, Weezer doesn't really do that. So when they have a song in which the lyrics are similar, like honestly, if the lyrics were different, and I can't stop partying, whatever that song <laughs> is, I might not dislike it, but like. Yeah. It's sort of a stupid song, and since it's so simplistic, it's very easy to write off.
2: Yeah. Beverly Hills is the same way. I like,
3: perceive it as them knowing what they're doing.
2: I would hope so. Because <laughs> I think they
3: know what they're doing. I
2: think so too. I
1: think they're. I think they're a talented and intelligent band. I just don't. Every always now
3: and then they'll do a little up their taste. a little layup to show their little sort of satiric, ironic dismissal of the type of song that they're Im- imitating. Sure. Then um, they put out that cover album recently. Yeah. Um, like, I don't
1: think anybody thinks of Africa. Weezer as being, like, a bad or untalented band. No. I think a lot of people have, similarly have a problem with their taste, probably.
3: Right. And I <laughs> completely understand what you're saying about Weezer and sort of the weaknesses of the band being that they are not adventurous. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: yeah. I'm not hating on them at all, And though, sort honestly, of adolescent
3: I, in a way. Like, they're yeah. they're not, kind of like Cake. They are not dripping with mature emotional resonance.
1: Yeah, I will say that sometimes, <laughs> though, they try to sound serious, and I also don't really like that. Like, they're they're mm-hmm. more, like, somber songs and stuff. Like,
3: like, Hold Me on Beverly Hills. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, lyrically, they still write like they're
3: like high schoolers. Yeah, right. And,
1: which is fine, I think, in a lot of occasions, especially with music, but...
3: Um, I, I like when they're kind of goofy. Yeah, like, but it's like better
1: them. if you're going to write... Bad lyrics like that. Blink-182 went through the same thing. It's like they have serious songs, but their lyrics still sound like they're written by a 16-year-old, and you're like, mm-hmm. this sounds
3: stupid. I like Red <laughs> Album, The Greatest loved, Man I thought, That Ever Lived. I thought
1: Red Album in general was a good album, and because you know what? They take chances on that album. Yeah. That Greatest Man Who Ever Lived song. It's like mm-hmm. an eight-minute-long it, song cause that cause like, the moves
3: man. through musical <laughs> genres. It's, it's crazy. The Greatest Man That Ever Lived, which is improper English, but apparently that's the song title.
2: <laughs> um. um uh, yeah, I I mean they've been they've been a band for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And I can imagine it's probably really hard to like continually make music. Right. You know, especially if you've had success. And I feel like
3: this is the problem of of uh, you know, musical artists or yeah, any kind of older, artist. Yeah. It's like how do you Well, it's it's
2: incredibly
1: impressive that they are still relevant. Mm -hmm. I mean, and like, you know, even people who want to shit now like Weezer. I don't know. That's
3: interesting. I wonder if they do. I don't know.
1: But like, you know, whatever whatever they're doing now, I I don't think there's too many people who think they're just like a shitty band. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of is aware of what
3: Weezer is. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going into a nostalgia phase. Sure. And that started sort of a legacy like band. Jackass thing. three came out and their memory song was yeah. on the, And it was nice to put <laughs> there. But <laughs> you did get the feeling like
2: You're talking about movies again. Man, yeah. yeah. Jackass. I, I think those Jackass Wait, see, movies. are to keep are movies out of this? Fantastic. No, no, no.
3: Fantastic.
2: <laughs> are good
1: movies.
3: Oh, I, love I remember Jackass seeing movies.
1: Jackass three and being like that, that was so much longer after like the show, you know, had been off the air like a decade oh, they were later like 40 or something. in yeah. Jackass Three, and it is still so fucking. They're really funny putting themselves and, like, on the line, fresh, and, <laughs> and oh my god, I couldn't. Bl- I I remember going to see it and thinking for sure, like this is gonna be bad, <laughs> and right. it was so good.
3: Yeah, and I credit Johnny Knoxville, not yeah, not nobody else really. Yeah, like not Bam. For he sure. holds all that together. <laughs> anyway, so let me go to my next stuff because now I'm moving on to something I'm not so ashamed of. Cool, um, Wilco. Oh uh, yeah. You um, listen to
0: Wilco in high
1: school?
3: Yeah. You're so cool. It, it was uh Yankee Hotel Foxtrot I'm came su- out, I think, while we were in high school. I'm
2: surprised nobody has ever mentioned Wilco I on know. this podcast before. I think everybody got into Wilco a little bit later. Yeah. Right? I this- liked
3: their album cover, which I think was just this sort of minimalist. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> that building.
2: It's like a it's, it's like, like a <laughs> building in Chicago. Yeah. Right.
1: And so it almost looks hand drawn just because it's like in this You know sepia graded yeah you know
3: and uh so i i liked wilco a lot i still like wilco a lot dude this they're another band that hasn't it uh,
1: it, like it's right up your alley i would have shown you this album if i heard it before you you know what i mean and and the funny
3: thing is this is after they made a big to do right. with their acoustic type like being there i think was one of the early right. albums it was a big thing mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about that this is like
1: a weird transitional time for wilco yeah mm-hmm. i mean me neither like this
3: is not there's they a big story like, on this my album.
1: radar before this at all and yeah
3: really i only listened to this i think album. they won a Probably grammy a for this too. album yeah and uh, is there
1: a song or should i just play one uh, uh
3: jesus etc yeah that's a good one um and that was my favorite album. Uh, uh, not album, favorite song at the album. time. This sounds this
1: like a, a song from the 70s, so for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, like classic rock.
3: So it had the kind of a laid-back quality. Yeah. There was like uh, a lyrical quality. Yeah. Singer-songwriter. Like a little style. a
1: little like.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Sweetie's vocal style is very was very like of the time
1: oh yeah which is really what makes this band great is that mm-hmm. they they have a very modern sound while still like being so yeah uh influenced by it you know you can, you can hear yeah. their influences which is
3: incredible. they're a quaint band though yeah and i'm i mean that but that's not far from me
1: sure yeah so <laughs>
3: i i kind of like a more reserved
1: thing Ch- did you get into Wilco? Were you like a fan of theirs? And Not until... like a big indie rock kind
2: of... No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Wilco. I've seen them twice. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I... Yeah, I would say they're like a top 10 favorite band of mine. Yeah. Really? Uh, I didn't hear this album... When it came out, I the first one of theirs I heard, I think it was the one after this, the A Ghost Is Born. Mm. Yeah. The one that has yeah, the like floating yeah. egg thing. <laughs> the more
3: experimental. Yeah. Album. yeah.
2: And there was something, but again, like the songs on there that I really liked were a little more like this, a little more kind of straightforward. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, I went back to like. Uh, Uh, Summer Teeth. Being there, Summer Teeth, Kicking Television was their their live one. Great live album. One of the best live
3: albums I've ever heard, actually, is uh, Kicking Television.
2: Yeah, and then this, uh, yeah, and then, of course, this album. And, uh, but they, like, I saw them, actually, my dad really likes them, too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. This is like a dad dad rock. (laughs) like, (laughs)
1: like one that you can totally, like, relate with your dad about. You show
3: your dad, and it bridges the generation right. gap immediately <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: uh sky blue sky was also was great? such great a album. good album did your dad know them but bo- like bef- independently sky of you or I, s- I think you showed him? i
2: think i bought him sky blue sky for like father's day or something nice I, was like, I bet my dad will like this and then uh he was like the first time I, <laughs> both times that i've seen wilco's with my dad uh-huh. and uh so yeah we went and saw him in like Birmingham Alabama and then recently when they came to the Fox Theater me and mm-hmm. my dad went that's awesome. And uh, it was like I think it was like a couple months after Tom Petty died mm. and for their encore they came out and did the waiting oh, and it was great. beautiful that's it was amazing. just like such this and it was funny because you know that like opening guitar mm-hmm. da, yeah, da, yeah, yeah. Da. they started playing that and my dad leans over and he goes Petty <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, they, you know, they're hardworking. That that band, yeah. and they got a. They've they've changed members. Yeah, uh, you know, I, well, think, I think. isn't Tweety's son names. in the band now. Is he really? Well,
2: they have their own band called Tweety. Uh, right. right, I remember that. because yeah. uh, uh, I think the son is the drummer. I believe. I didn't
3: know if he was incorporated fully into Wilco.
2: No, Wilco still has the same drummer. Okay, uh, the
3: guitarist has changed though, right? He, like uh, Jay Bennett, I think was. For the album that I picked, the Yankee to Hotel Foxtrot, and I think yeah. I think he actually passed away that guy, um, because they had this Tweedy and him had a big clash of ideas over the direction the band should go in, mm. because Yankee Hotel Foxtrot introduced all this electronica and sonic mm, abstraction, right, and. Jay was, I think, he more, more of the like folk a folk. Oh, right. Well, well, I don't know. I think, that, I mean, they both collaborated on that album, and sure. I think they just got into such arguments that they couldn't continue together. I, I, and he, had, I think, he had a drug overdose or something like that.
1: They're such an interesting band, and I bet they have a great story that I really know nothing about. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I remember he got sober recently, right, Jeff Tweedy, like, they well, they what did right it last before their self-titled album, five, six album. years or so. Yeah. It, it
3: was a few years ago, yeah. mean, they did it right before the. Wilco album that was self-titled right. Wilco. Which was a good it's album. A good by album. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It didn't suffer for it the way I know a lot of people are like the best albums yeah, are the ones pretty, before they get clean. sober. Well,
2: yeah. I haven't liked uh their album Star Wars. I didn't. Like I didn't it. Oh right, <laughs> they and went then, way too abstract uh, yeah. for and me. and then the one yeah. after that, yeah. it's like Wilco Schmilco, and it's very. Yeah. I point. Didn't really like that one either. That was
3: almost like a regression to pre-being there. They, they overcorrected. Diddy. Yeah. yeah,
2: I. I actually. I remember there I was a couple Wilco songs on Star times.
1: Wars that I thought were f- was good, and I was like excited about that album. Like the first time I listened to it, we're right? leaving. Yeah, one out. Uh, what was
3: the one? Um, there's another one that was one of their later albums. Um, I can't think of it. You but. know how
1: sometimes you like listen to a, a band especially like or a, an album by like a legacy band and you're just like so hyped. For it that like the first three or four times you just like it immediately. You're mm-hmm. like, this is great and then like you never listen to it again because it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> right, yeah. I
3: saw I was disappointed when I heard it.
2: I was I was wrong when I said I saw Wilco twice because I've seen them three times. Mm-hmm. The second time I saw them was at uh, Lakewood Amphitheater and um it was uh shit. Not what
3: expensive is- tickets.
2: No, it was expensive because they were the opening band. It was um, Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead played first by himself. Oh, wow. And then Wilco played. And then My Morning Jacket played. And then Bob Dylan played. What the (laughs) fuck? And let me tell you, Bob Dylan, 87 (laughs) years old or however old he is, was not very good. He's
3: been in that same position for for like 15 years.
1: But I, I remember people who went and saw him in high school coming back and good being thing, like, ooh,
2: was it great? Yeah. The good
3: thing yeah. Wilco opened for him.
2: Well, it was... So My Morning Jacket... Bob Weir played first, and then My Morning Jacket played second, uh-huh. and their live show is just so amazing I mean, so and energetic. It's weird loud. that they wouldn't
1: ever be the headliners just so, because of what they are. Yeah,
2: and so I was like... And like I'd seen them a few times prior to that, so I knew what to expect, And, and but when they were done... I was just like, how the fuck is Wilco going to play now? Because <laughs> wow. they just finished with one big holiday, and it was just huge. It's such an end of a show. <laughs> so what Wilco did was um, the last song off of um, their... Actually, play it. The last song off of their self-titled album.
3: Mm-hmm. It's like a... Country Disappeared?
2: It's like a 12-minute long... Let I me. Mean, I got it. I got it. Um, it's the... Uh, I forget the name of it, but... Uh, I think it's the last song. But yeah, it's like a 12-minute long song, and it's pretty subdued the entire time. If its
3: country disappeared, that's a great song. I don't know. I don't remember that. Everlasting Everything. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Is that right? Everlasting Everything. Maybe it's not the last one. Or maybe it's not on this album. Hold on. All right, that's
2: fine. We'll cut that. Oh, no, it's the whole love sorry
3: the whole love is a different album that's the album i was trying to think that the name of the whole love yeah. so
2: this is the last song and
1: so they started their show with us
2: and they just came out and like and i, like I had this. heard this song before so i was like whoa this is bold yeah. to be like get ready because here comes a 12 minute long song but they fucking nailed it and it was yep. beautiful and like People kind of... It was such a different energy than what My Morning Jacket had just done. Right. And I'm sure some people were like, I'm going to go to the bathroom or whatever. But, like, it was impressive. And then they just... They're so good live. They just put on an amazing show.
3: They've got a tremendous sense of confidence in their technique. Yes. And uh, I've seen them live. I saw them in Athens. I can't remember what the venue was, but it was like 30 bucks because it was their show. They weren't opening for anybody. And uh, they were awesome I I brought my older brother Who didn't know who they were And he left a fan Um, Did Tweety
1: write that uh, Nick Offerman movie Where he plays music With his daughter That came out last year I have no idea That could be He might have written The songs for it
3: Yeah Maybe, he did. Maybe, um, he was
1: maybe not even that movie. I feel not, like I, I remember him being related with the movie some way. Remember that
3: Bob like that. Dylan movie? Uh, I'm not. Really I'm not here. Yeah, the one that he like wrote and was in, not the one. Tweety's in him in that soundtrack. He does. Yeah. Uh, he does one of the Bob Dylan covers.
1: I really like the movie in which all those different people played Bob Dylan. That's the one. That's the one, yeah. yeah. There was the other one with yeah. Bob Dylan. Because that like has My Morning Jacket in the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, and, and has, he, he sings uh, that song in Whiteface. Jim James is in that movie in Whiteface. And <laughs> like,
3: if you I don't find, know if that's what you call it. But Find one of their rare and unreleased cuts. It's a live thing that they did with the Fleet Foxes. Of, uh, God, Fleet I, Foxes were great. I Shall Be Released, yeah. which is a Dylan song. Yeah. And Them Together is just amazing. Even, even in the live... Well, actually, Wilco is one of the bands where the live is where it's at. It's like not the studio cuts. Live it's got the live albums are better.
2: Yeah, it's got the energy and the... They just they do more and they, yeah. they'll kind of... I don't know if it's jam is the right term, but their guitar player will just go off mm-hmm. and he's so good. And
3: I never said it about any band. I'm not the type that's like, yeah, I like the live cut. Like, (laughs) Wilco's better live. I don't know. And they're great with their studio albums. But for some reason, they are who they should be when they're live.
1: I'm not quite sure how to find this. What are you looking for? My Morning Jacket Wilco collab that you were just talking about? Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes Wilco,
3: Wilco, I Shall Be Released. There should be actually a uh, cut of it that they put on their rare and unreleased album.
1: let go, cool. I'll cut around this.
3: and it's Because the Fleet Foxes' vocals are completely different than Tweety's, but they go back and forth in this really nice way.
2: All right. Their voices all, like, harmonize beautifully Yeah, together. and Tweety's
3: kind of, like, kind of rough.
2: <laughs> but that's also, like, how... Um on the end of the last waltz, where right. everybody yeah, sings the so song. Cool.
3: Yeah, beautiful. this is the end of the great Scorsese documentary, The Last Waltz.
2: I, I wanted to set.
1: I wanted to talk about the Last Waltz with you because you talked to me about that movie when I was in high
3: school. Okay, I should have mentioned the band.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then that got me into the band, which I wasn't into a lot of classic rock in mm-hmm. high school. But yeah, that that movie in particular is like just the best rock and roll movie it's so much fun to it's, watch it's, from it's, top it's to bottom. it meets its, awesome. its
3: reputation definitely Isn't that harmony, yeah, it's not harmony that's great yeah and then when the when the fleet Foxes guy comes back on he kind of steals it with his vocals because he sounds like like a violin or something like he's just perfect
2: did um, Father John Missy sing in Fleet Foxes. Is I see like I think armo- he, sang, just, he was the drummer. Yeah, but I think I he sang that. some harmonies and stuff. Um, but the last waltz, I I was listening to this podcast. Actually, that's really cool.
1: I, I want to listen to like that whole thing. It's yeah. really good.
2: But uh, on the podcast they were talking the guy was talking about how every Thanksgiving he watches The yeah, Last Waltz. I listened
1: to that podcast. Any like on your recommendation yeah. and I really want to do that every Thanksgiving now <laughs> watch and he The perfect Thanksgiving movie.
2: Yeah yeah and he's a he's a music critic uh, and he has uh, the the person on is also a music critic and they have like a they go out of order. Mm-hmm. They like watch the yeah. songs in a different okay. order and uh but he was just they also like give insight about The Last Waltz like um, like Martin Scorsese and Robbie Robertson mm-hmm. were really good friends, but uh um Levon Helm mm-hmm. and Scorsese didn't like each other.
1: And so <laughs> yeah, that's that was, why That's the
2: whole story of
3: that document. That's that's like. If you
2: watch it, it looks like Robbie Robertson is like the leader of right. the band. Right. <laughs> like he's in it so much.
3: Um wow, well, Levon Helm ha- having a problem would be a major problem because he's like the backbone of so many of those songs yeah. like uh the night they drove old dixie down and all that stuff
2: oh well, robbie robertson is actually like the one who doesn't sing right? no he's
3: a guitar player yeah he, he's a, a great guitar player but like Levon helm is the voice of the band right. if you had to pick a voice and, uh, Like him or
2: rick danko bass player he right. sings basically yeah. everyone else in the band sings mm-hmm. but like robbie robertson in the in the last waltz he Goes up to the microphone And moves his mouth And you're like He's not really singing
3: <laughs> he, He's got the guitar mystique Yeah But Levon Helm's the dude With this voice That you're hearing right yeah. now Yeah
1: I just loved how like I miss this about bands Is that they sounded like Such big productions You know yeah. Especially live And yeah. you know so many people are stripping everything away I, I love hearing like so many instruments horns
3: you know the band could each one of them could play three or four different instruments yeah like mm-hmm. you see them changing instruments as the show goes on
1: well that's their whole story is yeah. they were backup musicians I mean they were session musicians you know they were, yeah.
3: un- they were a backing bands un- unrecognized until Last Waltz right kind of like Last Waltz was the culmination of their hard work like- right
2: also their last show
3: <laughs> yeah but but it paid off cuz like you know Neil Young all these yeah. all this admiration from all these influential people the Johnny song with, Mitchell
2: the song with Van Morrison is my favorite song ah oh, yeah so good yeah.
3: Caravan's really good
2: <laughs> cuz Van Morrison walks out in this like purple like <laughs> velour jumpsuit and it's just like he yeah. looks like a gym teacher that got dressed up he, he for like a speed look dating
3: like you want him to look <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just it's so good he's man. a little no. man with
3: a big voice
2: yeah.
1: neil diamond is also Neil in this, diamond is good is, in it he's good in it but it's like That's is there anybody who is neil diamond. yeah not supposed to be at that <laughs> concert it's
0: neil diamond
1: but he wins him
3: over yeah like if he starts out he makes a little joke i think they don't really laugh right like, what are everybody's you doing like here? what's going
0: on right now but Why? he wins
3: them right. over <laughs> that is great Van Morrison's voice. I mean, is we a could kind of just listen effect. to
1: the, the waltz for the rest of <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the got to put a little bit of that in there. <laughs>
3: it's worth it to, to discuss this out alp- this uh, documentary, and and the album.
1: Yeah, that's I, just like a great combination of film and music. Yeah, right here. I
3: mean, I bought the album. Yeah, I own
1: the. Blu-ray I still have. And the documentary. I still have the Blu-ray for all the DVDs I've gotten rid of over 200 DVDs. Mm-hmm. This is one that I held on to. I uh,
2: yeah, as a as a drummer that sings, I live on helm is yeah. Um, and I like, I used to have Unavoidable. <laughs> I used to have like a very long beard and long hair and people, I don't know if they meant it, but they were mm-hmm. really like, Hey, like leave on helm And I was like, that's the nicest thing you could, <laughs> he you could, could ever, ever say. <laughs> he,
3: he covered Bruce Springsteen's Atlantic <laughs> yeah. city. Yeah. And made me like it better. than
2: Bruce <laughs> uh, He Atlantic plays the city. like mandolin on it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, that's awesome.
3: I was like, how can you, do that (laughs) (laughs) anyway so let's move on to my next uh my next pick here so this is just purely a cinematic um influence uh the pixies where's my mind so that's obviously from From fight club From fight club
2: huge movie for all of us high school high Uh, school 2000s high school dudes yeah
3: i mean that's a huge movie period i think it's kind of our generation's i don't know taxi driver clockwork orange
1: i mean it was an incredibly well-made movie that was very it spoke very much especially to i think adolescent
3: boys Mm -hmm. you know and the pixies song at the end i had no idea who the pixies were so you know this is the climax where they're destroying all the financial records blowing up i mean maybe the best horrific climax post (laughs) 9-11 um,
1: but this is maybe like just like the best use of a of a song. One of the great I uses mean, of so, music, and it's the cinema. so perfect in that scene
3: because they did. This was not a a needle drop loaded soundtrack. Right. It was a lot of the Dust Brothers. Right. Yeah. They did the soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, also
1: this, like, I, I appreciated that it wasn't like too on the nose or anything. It just like mm-hmm. fit what you were seeing so uh, it, perfectly. It, it,
3: yeah. It brought all this complexity back to a real simple. Yeah. Question of insanity. Right. And uh I, I listened to this song I don't know how many it, it's continued to be like I looked into the Pixies because of this.
1: I think I I would say that I'm probably in the same boat.
3: I bought yeah. Doolittle. Yeah. Um and you know, found a few other Pixie songs that I like. They liked.
1: have a good live album too.
3: I liked I their Surfer Rosa, yeah. uh the slow mix version. Um I liked Jay, um, were you a fan?
2: I I was gonna say I like same like Fight Club at the end when I first heard that I was like who the fuck is this yeah and I really like that song and I think I really liked uh Here Comes Your Man and yeah. That's a good one. here
3: comes your man the bass is so good and the, but
2: those are oh, all like, like cover of a Neil those are song their more What's accessible uh, songs those are kind of like almost the like r- I don't think they were ever like radio like hits, you're but a those noob are, could you're those a noob singles. if you like those songs and yeah. I remember yeah like whenever somebody like the pixies i would be like oh yeah i like and i would say those songs and they would give me this look like you don't really like the pixies yeah it's like (laughs) like being a bullshit because those songs are fucking amazing
3: yeah but it's kind of like being a david lynch fan that likes the straight story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I like, mean, I hear you're gonna you. You're going to pick but- the most audience-friendly yeah. version. Um, I mean, I I agree, though. I'm the same way. Like, I liked Wave of Mutilation right. and, yeah. and uh, that stuff. And
1: It's almost like a testament, though, of like what you can accomplish as an artist, including David Lynch. Like, if you can make a good... Holly, like Sam Raimi and mm-hmm. Spider-Man or something it's but like it still if you fits can make your a, criteria yes, of
3: goodness but also reaches is a broader audience a big audience
1: yeah. movie yeah or 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 music or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's incredibly impressive if you could do that and, yeah. yeah I think the Pixies definitely did that
3: you should do a like a compilation album of um, inaccessible bands with their most <laughs> Wait, accessible <right>. music <laughs> Yeah, I'd buy it <laughs> So that so that's one and Fight Club was a huge it was a favorite of I it was so I was so into Fight Club yeah. when I first saw it. I was just like, This movie is something else. I think I watched it twice in a row. All right. You know and, who
2: else really liked Fight Club, David? Who? all the emo bands. I think I referenced,
3: (laughs) did I not reference this in the podcast that we did last? I said, uh, I was talking about this wave of emo crap and the final straw was when they tried to take fight. Club. I was like, wait a damn second. Fight club is not an emo (laughs) artifact. (laughs) Okay. So, so fight club was hugely influential. I mean, Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden, um, I couldn't even aspire to that level of cool. Like you know, I mentioned like Harrison Ford. Like
1: I mean, he's a spoiler alert fictional person in that movie. Yeah, he's unattainable
3: even in the movie. But he
1: is so goddamn cool in that movie. And
3: and like I talked about how like Brad Pitt has ruined it for so many guys out there. Right? Like he did so much. He's. He complete. He did so many style faux pas that worked because he was Brad Pitt, right, And inspired in, so many average <laughs> males to go down in flames. Yeah. and like uh,
1: purple, purple leather jacket, <laughs> right?
3: And uh, it, you know, just like looking like crap in general. Yeah, like I, I don't have yeah. to shave or bathe or anything. Right. Brad Pitt didn't do it. We'll I'm wear like, clothes. That You're fit. wrong. Brad Pitt doesn't. You do.
1: I think Brad. I think if anything, I, I definitely probably wore really tight clothes because of Brad Pitt and, and Fight Club. Like none of his clothes are really fitting they're all like coming a little
3: short on his stomach and i probably did that i think i and did a hair
1: thing fat. like a fight club <laughs> so
3: i didn't want you to- know how his hair and <laughs> that's kind of like not spiked exactly yeah, there's
1: like so much product in it it's but like it's not done spike. at messy all messy spike yeah. i think i
3: did a little bit of that yeah. in high school yeah. because i i wasn't okay with the too much product thing i mean and Tyler Durden was the coolest he was the coolest.
1: Except for all the violence and killing <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the fact that he didn't
3: exist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, people talk about the movie as though they forget the last half of it.
1: Right. right. It's
3: like, it's pretty, it paints a pretty painful portrait of how that can go wrong. Right. Um, okay. So, let's move on to my next thing. Because we don't want really to get talking about movies too much. Yeah. I was well, always,
1: we got to wrap it up whenever. So. Okay. I,
2: I was always uh, felt more like the Edward Norton Character. I was like aspiring to be him, which I was like, "Why?" <laughs>
3: but I was like, uh, "You're aspiring so almost, to the to relatable the to embryonic catalog. Tyler Durden." <laughs>
2: yeah, it was just more relatable to me.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Like, I saw Tyler Durden. I was like, "I'm not going to pull any of that off." <laughs> um, so the last, uh, if we need to wrap it up, I'm I try to be like
2: Bob. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> meatloaf. Hey, yeah. music. Back to music.
3: I'm going to pick a track off a soundtrack. Oh, um, and it's Bill Murray more than this on Lost in Translation. Oh, my God. Yep. That's great. Lost in <laughs>
2: Translation. Another big movie for, for our time. It in was. High school.
3: I mean, because that was, you know, Bill Murray had already had his heyday. He was kind of an icon already. And we thought he was done because I think he did Rushmore. And that was the last thing he had. Done worth paying any attention to. Mm-hmm. And then Lost in Translation came out like without any fanfare whatsoever. It was in theaters. I think you, Muhammad, told me that this movie was out.
1: Oh, really? Lost in You Translation. or
3: Anne Craitchie or somebody told me that this movie was out. And I was like, who's in it? And like, Bill Murray. I was like, I'll go. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, I didn't know it was going to be like a really like one of bill murray's best movies yeah he's very
1: good in this movie yeah. and this movie holds up by the way i've rewatched it and it's just uh-huh it's very like it's almost like the message or like what they're trying to get across is so simple and so yeah. like it's such a simple story but it's just so beautifully done and yep. like he and scarlett johansson are so charming in it Mm-hmm. Even Paul Giamatti is like so. Uh, wait, no, not Paul uh, no Paul no. Giamatti.
3: Jesus, uh, I was like, uh-huh, what uh-huh. the fuck is Giovanni, that? Uh,
1: Rubizio. Giovanni Rubizio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Italian-sounding names with a, a bunch of eyes.
3: Well, it's a movie about, I think, held-back feelings, which is always more affecting than. Um, yeah, broadcasted affected feelings. Right,
1: like it's it's not a movie that gets played out in the way that most movies yeah, play, I mean, play themselves this, out. This scene
3: know? right here where he's doing the karaoke, you can tell we can watch it actually
1: because I could only find yeah he's
3: like uh, he's doing a really bad rendition of uh, was it Roxy music oh, or something? Off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but there's so much feeling in in his uh, intentions towards Scarlett Johansson, which. You know, we don't know the nature of his intentions, but sure, yeah. they, they've reached a, an intimacy of some kind, and um, it was one of the better movies I saw in high school.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I love that movie. I've always sort of bought the soundtrack. Uh, I've Bring watched it back to music. most of. Um, I bought that soundtrack too. <laughs> yeah, I watched most of uh, Sophia Coppola's movies, and mm-hmm. uh, never got that never, good. Did they never got <laughs> quite on that level again? Which
3: is a it's true, and I, I, I kind of like. Stuff like that, where the collaboration makes the makes thing the good. movie. So yeah, I'm starting so to perfect. feel more like that about like Tim Burton's early things. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. what made those movies good? Other it's than Tim it's Burton? insane
1: how like the drop on
2: Tim Burton. It's it yeah. really blows my well, mind. Well, he just does like <laughs> Disney remakes now. I right? mean, well, you know, like he's, he's got
3: tons of stories of fighting the studios from when his best movies were made. Right? I'm like, why don't you? Why don't the studios start? fighting you some more <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because you, clearly you're not the secret ingredient
1: i always think about bill murray in that like uh progression and i think about like how i mean he's really nailed
3: that like oh he was he was perfect. this certain person right time
1: yeah, and then he came out and became sort of like a new version of himself, and and still playing Bill Murray type characters even Broken flowers. Yeah, but yeah. like came out and was just like picking interesting products, bringing his same shtick into mm-hmm. it and doing mm-hmm. it in sort of a new way. And I always like think about who who else could do that. Like I thought maybe Chevy Chase for a minute well, with Community, but he's such an asshole that it didn't
3: really work out. Should find a way to do that. I know. I mean, it'd be. I mean, especially and comedians. Musical comedians
1: artists. is it's hard for a comedian though, yeah. like to to stay relevant in old
3: age. So I, well, art, artists in general.
1: I think David Spade is a guy who, like, every time I see him on <laughs> screen now, I'm like, dude, I wish David you gotta Spade. Gotta find a way. I wish he would because he's. I think he's got great stage presence. Yeah. It's just that he. Tends to sort of you know kind of rest on his laurels like a lot of comedians as they get older. So what do you like think? He's happens? got one shtick and he just sort of does that. What do you think
3: time? happens with Weezer's is a good example because we talked about people who kind of stalled out. Yeah, didn't mature. What is happening there? Are they being lazy? Have they given everything they've got to give? Or what? What do? You, what should artists do when they've put forward work that has kind of defined them?
2: Well, that's what. When I was asking, like, because I I guess I only know it in terms of, like, my, the the people around me. Uh Like, anyone we've had on this podcast that talks about Weezer Mm -hmm. feels the same way I do, (laughs) which is, like, the first three or four albums were really good, Mm -hmm. and the last seven or eight have been garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I was asking, like, do... Younger people like what they're doing now? Because I'm just wondering. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: Who's I don't their, who's think their it's main audience? No, yeah.
2: it's it, because they're still, they're like, they are a band that gets written
1: up upon by like NPR. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like they're being followed by older audiences, but even still, it's. Are it's they a nostalgia
3: gimmick for older audiences? Not even
1: nostalgic, maybe more like interest. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I wonder what that is, you know? They you know, are a
2: band about, that I do it. I know a lot of my friends do it where we still haven't given up. Like whenever right. you do hear that a Weezer album's coming out, there's still that like, maybe it'll be do a that good for, one.
3: I do that for everybody who's ever talented. <laughs> I, I, who am I waiting for? Like the new Indiana Jones movie, I'm like, it could be good. And I'm like, I know 99% chance it won't be. David, this
2: is, uh, I, I was really wondering how the balance of movie and music was going to line up. And I think it went well. I, I, I felt like... Uh, you you did an awesome job thank you. taking us through uh, your the music of your uh, high school experience uh, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast um, thanks is, for having me you're welcome you uh, <laughs> Is there anything, uh, if you want to, you know, promote anything or plug anything or anything you want to, any parting (laughs) words for for the the podcast listeners at
3: home? It's funny because I don't have anything else, but...
2: You're going to be on an
1: episode of Let's Make a Podcast. I'm
3: going to be on Let's Make a Podcast (laughs) with Muhammad Joma. Um, It's it's just because you made me think of something. Let me add one more thing. Uh, A friend of mine left me in the footnotes of a book he wrote as like I mentioned something that triggered an idea. I'd be perfectly happy if that were what I do for the rest of, of my time here on earth. Like what does David Marsh have? Nothing, but he was in a lot of footnotes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he reminded people of right. things a lot. Right. Do you want to plug that book? No, it's no. fine.
2: Show <laughs> <laughs> sure, your friend. will all appreciate it. Um,
3: that. it was actually the anatomy of a superhero movie. Yeah. By Larry Dudenhofer. Cool.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Muhammad, Check any that out. parting words, uh, write us a review. That's it. Yes, uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, let us know about it. Write a review. Tell some friends uh, about our our humble little podcast. Um, The theme song for today's episode and every episode is performed by Marcus. You can find Marcus on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Until next time, this is Jay Howell for Muhammad Joma and David Marsh saying thank you. Have a wonderful day and be good.
3: Talk with you later. Bye. Bye. Alô,
0: inter agora eu monto negro. O fim das vozes do meu radio. oh, oh São quatro ciclos no escuro deserto do céu. Quero um machado pra quebrar o gelo Quero acordar do sonho agora mesmo Quero uma chance de tentar viver sem dor Sempre estar lá e ver ele voltar Não era mais...